0: Welcome to the Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I facilitate Friendship's personal growth education services and also serve as host for these podcasts, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics, to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living, and friendship. There seems to be three traits that much of our society values a great deal. These are youth, lackability, and wealth. If we happen to have all three traits or at least the appearance of having all three of them then our culture considers us to be very fortunate and our own self-esteem frequently seems also to be healthier and happier when we see ourselves as having all three of these traits. While the first two traits of youth and receive a great deal of attention during our daily lives, it is the trait of wealth that often seems to receive the most focus as to our real value, our real value and worth as human beings. Using the prism of different levels of wealth, we can be surprised at how different wealth levels affect our perception of ourselves and affect our perception of the other people around us. My question is, are we really surprised that the power that wealth does put between us and our perceptions of who we are, our worth, and the value of people around us? Or have you and I just learned a great deal as we get older? Many persons who would be asked about a wish for their lives would probably respond with something having to do with receiving wealth in some form or some amount. We have so many who sincerely believe that wealth truly brings happiness into life. Many also believe that no wealth equals no happiness. So, in our culture, in our lives, your life, my life, what does it mean to be rich? Is this one of those words in our language where there are different definitions, even when our usage indicates that we are all talking about the same thing? How much of something like money does it take to be considered rich? Rich in our own self image when compared to those people around us. How would you, for example, define what being rich means and how does it compare to with your youth, the days when you were young? How does it compare to 10 years ago or even last year? Self-study and personal growth encourages us to ponder and reflect with introspective questions like this in order that we may better understand ourselves in significant aspects of our lives within our, us as well as with other people. For many of us, being rich means that we have some large amount of money. Of course, large can vary. I can recall my childhood when having a single dollar bill or a silver dollar coin. Now, that was even more important than a paper bill, but a silver dollar coin. But having this single dollar would give me feelings of being very rich. Now, today, I feel rich and enriched with the blessings of kindness and generosity When a friend may give me a bill of any denomination, any amount, they give it for the purpose of having me do something special for myself other than pay the bills of living. As a child, it was the money itself that made the difference. As an adult, it is the love and caring that creates the positive feelings within me. So I continue to ask myself questions like, are we more comfortable with the giving or the receiving of whatever wealth we happen to have? You, and I know I do, but we both probably know friends that do not feel rich even with several million dollars that they may have. They seem to believe that they need even more money to be wealthy enough. How much more out of these millions of dollars that is needed to feel adequate is always vague. The key focus seems to be that they want to devote their life energies to earning more wealth. My mind cannot comprehend a million dollars. It's a figure beyond my mental capabilities. I look for my wealth in my life in other ways. Like everyone, I know I need some level of wealth in order to live in this society. My personal point to ponder is how much is enough for me? How much is enough for me at this stage in my life? Can I comfortably accept different strokes for different folks with others? I may not have the need to continue earning lots of money, but can I feel comfortable and accept the reality that regardless of the amount earned, there are always individuals who feel that earning additional wealth is a worthy goal and one that brings them personal satisfaction. Who is rich? Is it the one with a few dollars or the one with many of them? Does the definition of being rich depend on how we see ourselves? My experience with personal retreating over the years indicates a high correlation between the degree of positivity we see for ourselves and the degree of, quote, richness we see in our lives. Another point to ponder, my is is the definition of being rich measured by the individual who has maybe more or less money than we do. Do we give the power to define to another rather than retaining it ourselves? Or do we depend on our neighbors and our friends and other family members in our culture to define whether we personally consider ourselves as being a rich person? Is being rich all about having money? Or Can wealth be defined in other ways? Can we have our wealth in different forms other than money? Can you and I see the love of friends, grandchildren, and even our pets and consider that this is part of our personal wealth? Some can, some cannot. I know individuals who have loving family and friends with little money who consider themselves very wealthy. And the reverse situation is also present for some in our society, and you and I may know them, where having plenty of money does not guarantee that happiness and joy are present. All we have to do is just be aware of the present rates of suicide to recognize that the diversity can have very little to do with how much money we have and the happiness we are experiencing in life. So does money equal wealth for you in your life? Well, that's another very personal point to ponder. Does money equal wealth? And how much is it related to your own personal level of happiness? Have you as an individual clarified how the various types of wealth and the amount of money fit into your own personal value system? Well, if you live in this culture, you do have values of wealth and money. There really is no way to avoid not having a set of personal values about the role and place of wealth and money. But the question that I think is the most crucial for us as individuals is, do we understand, do we know what those values are, and do we understand them? I also know people who say that they would rather have the non-material aspects of wealth in their lives, quote, as long as they have enough money to get by, unquote. Again, who decides what is enough to get by? Is this a set amount of money and it remains year after year after year? Or does it change as frequently as the wind directions do on a daily basis? Does our culture and personal value system ever allow us to be satisfied with having enough money? Is being satisfied actually allowed? Does our culture allow us and encourage us to have and be content with reaching some level of wealth? Or are we told because we are in a capitalistic society, are we told that in order to remain meaningful, to have value, that we should remain motivated? A key concept here, a concept that we should be motivated to always be wanting to make more. I personally believe these questions and answers from our personal value system in regards to wealth have an impact on much of our daily behavior, our daily attitudes, feelings, and thoughts. The worth that you and I assign to ourselves and other people around us as humans are many times tied directly to the answer we give to questions like these various questions throughout the podcast on wealth and money. An example can be like, do we believe that people who have lots of money Are more intelligent? People who have lots of money, are they more likable? Or do the people who have lots of money have more important things to say than someone who has little money? Is someone who is poor, maybe even homeless, worthy of less attention and care from us than a person who may have more money? Can you and I view these questions to ourselves through the prisms of degrees and honesty? For many people, I find that it is always a constant challenge to be able to put and place the perspective of wealth and money into a place that is healthy for my positive lifestyle. I know individuals who believe that if they associate with or give to the poor, they may lose some of their own wealth. Would others think less of us, not to mention our own self-perception of ourselves as winners or losers? Would we be considered losers if you and I had less wealth than we have today? Are we considered winners in the game of life if we have more wealth now as, as well as maybe at the end of life? We know the old adage, he who has the most toys at the end wins. Is that a valid statement for you and for me? How do we choose to see ourselves as being winners of living a positive lifestyle. How critical do we tie it to the concept of wealth and money? So the questions go onward just like they always do on these Power for Positive Living podcast. Questions, am I rich? Will I ever be rich enough? How does my value system about the role of wealth directly affect my behavior and how I see myself and other people? The reality of life, as I see it, encourages me to visit these types of questions, to ask them of myself and to encourage you to ask them of yourselves. I encourage myself to visit this type of introspective question on a fairly frequent basis. As you and I continue the life journey on better understanding ourselves, our attitudes, our values and behaviors in the area of wealth, the particular structure viewpoints that we have can tell us much about who we are. As always, we are challenged in our learning to be honest, with ourselves in this whole area. How do we do it in being honest with ourselves as we become more aware of asking the question and finding an answer that suits us? Am I rich? (laughs) Having explored the self-perceptions of whether I am wealthy, I believe we can now move on to another aspect of wealth in our lives. There seem to be many people in our world who are frequently upset that the world is not full of freebies. Freebies such as thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that they can receive without some cost attached to them. Their expectation is that there should be freebies in our lives and that they are entitled, they are entitled to have their fair share, if not more. Most people who have reached a certain maturity level recognize that there are usually no freebies. There are no freebies in life and that almost everything in our lives has some type of price attached to it. I emphasize some type of price. I'm not referring to the dollar and cents type necessarily as much as I am applying to emotional currency. The price may be obvious and carried out in our financial monetary system where almost everyone understands the value of a dollar, peso, pound, etc. The price may be marked for all to see or it can be open to some form of barter and negotiation. Characteristics are that the persons involved understand the system being used and the unit of measure being used for their payment. This type of system of purchase and payment for goods and services is the easy part of life. The difficulty, I find, for most people comes when the system changes to situations where the type of currency is different, such as emotionality. It can be difficult to determine what type and degree of emotionality is being used to purchase and pay for exchanging feelings and behaviors. Just because there is no monetary unit being exchanged, One can pay various prices of frustration with the illusion that any exchange itself has become free. We pay for frustration just like we pay for all of the other emotions in our lives. I believe that all emotions usually have some price to pay and pay in some form or fashion. I would offer as an example that if we invest ourselves into the building and maintaining a friendship with an individual, then we have paid various emotional prices to reach the status of having a friend. You and I usually tend to expect. We tend to have expectations. So we tend to expect that the friend to pay us with a returned friendship we have paid we have developed and invested emotionality into our side of offering the friendship so we often have a re- expectation of that this will be returned and this will be included some type of payment for certain feelings and behaviors as with the use of currency the amount can be openly marked or left unknown and or hidden until there is a process of barter and negotiation. And from most of my experience, it is these hidden or unknown prices that cause the stresses and strains of emotionality. Even our personal expectations of ourselves and others have a price to be paid and we frequently pay for missed expectations with psychic pain. A lot of individuals who are either misunderstand the price, try to pay with an inadequate or an abundance, or with a different type of emotional currency, and get it wrong, generally tend to have psychic pain. For example... If we give our love to someone, for most of us, we expect to be repaid by the other person returning their love. The prices of love paid can be as varied as there are types of people in the world. The individual methods each of us is willing to pay for our personal happiness can be learned, I believe it can be learned, and we allow for changes, I believe that if it stays healthy, we allow for changes if we happen to be wise. Whatever we pay for love and attention and friendship at one stage in life is certainly no guarantee that the same price will gather the same results at a different time period. In some situations, some people sell their love at a low price where many people can accept the price and are willing and able to make the payments expected. Other people may offer their love and caring at an emotional price so high that only a few are able or willing to feel and behave in a way to pay the price or prices expected. Our question is usually the type of price and the amount we are able and willing to pay as individuals. Also, when we pay a certain price for being able to relate emotionally with others, what do we expect from them in return? One can choose to pay their price of not being perfect, not getting a job, being cheated by a dishonest family member, etc., with payments of depression and anxiety. There are certainly plenty of things in our world that don't go right or are wrong, and we pay the price of how we choose to respond. Do we pay with the currency of depression and anxiety? There really are few limits to the type and degree of currency we can use to pay for positive or negative exchanges in our daily lives. Few limits. Probably the main limit is our uh, limit placed on our ability to be creative. And yet, I find over and over again that understanding this whole process of pricing Pricing, emotional pricing in our world can tell us so much about our feelings, our thoughts, our attitudes, and behaviors. To me, it is a significant aspect of the whole process of self-study, whether it be through something like personal journaling, deep conversations with a friend, or personal retreating. So, wherever there is friendship, or some other human exchange, it is much easier for us to realize that we are paying some type, some amount of emotional price, and that most of us are expecting to be paid back in some manner as well. We have exchange. I pay, you pay. You pay, I pay. Our society, I believe, is based on these expectations of emotional payment exchanges, and we can be happier when we seek and understand, and I emphasize, and understand the type and amount of payment we are offering and expecting from ourselves and from others. What types of prices are we charging ourselves to be happy and positive? Sometimes we go with the expectation that it's free. We learned earlier there are no freebies. We will pay some kind of price. We are going to likely be happier. We're going to be more satisfied when we understand the amount and type of payment we are offering and expecting from ourselves. We believe that it should be free. Maybe that may be the way we want it to be, but really is it? My experience and the point that I offer for you to ponder is that with the understanding of the concept of emotional pricing, you have a better chance of understanding how to develop and build a positive lifestyle for yourself. This is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on this podcast as I share viewpoints from my experiences with wellness psychology. These viewpoints are my gift to you, my listeners. As always, your positive feedback sent via email is appreciated. That address is powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. And if you prefer a voicemail, that number is 256-369-5847. Please join me next week as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. As your friend and your host here on Friendship Podcast Radio, I encourage you to nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. And let us remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.